Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. I'm Mike Chopoli. It's a midweek hump day. Did I still say that? Hump day? It's a hump day show. We're in the middle of a week, and I just came back from Santa Clara, California, up here in Northern California, about an hour or so drive south of San Francisco. Had to get out of crazy San Francisco to go to almost as crazy Santa Clara. Not not quite as crazy, but uh, just about. Just about. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference these days. And we'll talk more about the separate counties here in the Bay Area and how they are responding to Gavin Newsom ending the mask mandate next week on the 15th. But today I, I had a great time because I went with a few friends and we went to see Dr. Mark McDonald at the uh, Liberty Center there. And uh, the Liberty Center of Silicon Valley where every month or so they host different people to talk about things. And uh, this week it was uh, – this month it was Mark McDonald, who's a psychiatrist out of Los Angeles. Uh, and he wrote a book about uh, mass psychosis. It's very similar to what Dr. Malone was talking about on the Joe Rogan show that got everyone uh, up in arms. Uh, mass psychosis that uh, uh, is, has taken over – has taken over the country. And it really has. This mass psychosis that people have fear. Basically, the, the whole talk was about how he talked about a lot of great things, a lot of things that, that allowed this to happen, what we've seen over the last two years. But specifically the idea that fear really stopped people from being able to think. Uh, the way our leaders used fear to create this mass psychosis where everyone was paralyzed and really could not think for themselves, could not think critically, could not think logically, and still many people two years into this still not thinking critically and logically with any kind of common sense. So this mass psychosis that has taken over a lot of people, and we it's hard to figure out why certain people were affected and some people weren't, and why this seems to be across political lines mostly, but people on the left being uh, hypnotized and brainwashed, and entering this, this cult of COVID, this uh, branch COVIDian cult. By the way, uh, I will believe until the day I die that I came up with the term branch COVIDian, which is now being used by everyone. Uh, because it was almost two years ago. It was about maybe April or May of 2020 when no one was really talking about that yet as a cult. I went on Twitter and I wrote branch COVID, hashtag branch COVIDians. And I had never heard of it until then. I mean, is that a common thing for someone to think? Branch COVIDians? Covidian, maybe, cult, but branch, anyway, I made it up, and everyone else is using it, until the day I die, I'll believe that I started. That's the thing with the internet, you never know if you started, how things started. You never know, right? When something kicks, when there's a hashtag that becomes popular, who is the first person to use the hashtag? You never really know. It's very rare that you know where things originate from on the internet, and there really is no originality on the internet. There's plenty of plagiarism. Everyone steals everything. No one owns any, no one owns any tweets or thoughts. Um, but yes, the branch Covidians, how they were brainwashed, this mass psychosis that took over people, where well, this has become a cult, the cult of COVID, the cult of vaccines, the cult of masks, the cult of Fauci. And certain people were not affected by it, like myself and, and many others that I know. And then there are some people I know who are totally uh, overwhelmed by it. And, and the Dr. McDonald said a couple things. And look him up, Dr. Mark McDonald on Amazon. And you could see his book about uh, the mass psychosis. Um, it's, it's being sold now. I believe it's also in digital form. But 
what's really amazing is that we agree on a lot of things. I mean, a lot of things he said, I believe in, which is that you can only, with most people, you can only go so far now in turning them around. And to this point, two years in, with all the facts and all the evidence, that if people don't want to get it by now, they're probably not going to get it. And it's pointless. And it is almost, uh, you know, he, he, he put it in the terms of it's almost like telling a, an alcoholic to stop drinking, right? They'll say, I don't have a problem. I can stop any time, but they can't. And it's the same thing with this. You cannot tell people. You cannot tell people to believe something or to stop doing a habit. And this doctor, who, by the way, he's a psychiatrist, as I mentioned. He has patients who he has seen, and their OCD and their, and their hypochondria, if they even had it to begin with, has gotten worse over the last two years. To where things are doing, people doing things like, you know, washing their hands constantly, using more and more hand sanitizer, doing things like, you know, washing their clothes after they've been outside, after they've been in close contact with people, being afraid to go near anyone who's not wearing a mask, that kind of stuff. And that's what I've said. I've kind of said it jokingly, but it is very true and sad that the obsessive compulsive people and the hypochondriacs have basically taken over the world and their neuroses, their, their, their psychological disorders have been heightened. Not only have been heightened, but those people are not getting help simply because they're seen as the normal ones now. Okay, th- that scene is being normal you see, that's the problem. We have normalized obsessive compulsive disorder. We have normalized hypochondria to the point where these people aren't getting help. Because it's almost like alcoholism has been normalized, right? It's almost like, think of, it, think of it that way. It's as though alcoholism has been normalized. So why would people who are alcoholics get any help when what they're doing is now seen as normal and fine and the right way to be and the virtuous way to be? That's, that's how I can compare it to alcoholism. So, as he has said, a lot of people do need therapy, but they're not getting therapy because a lot of the therapists suck. A lot of the therapists have these issues, right? A lot of therapists are branch COVIDians. So how are you going to get help from a therapist who's a branch COVIDian to stop being a branch COVIDian? And I think the number he used was 80%. That's probably a good number. Like eight out of every 10 therapists are, are fucked up. Like eight out of every 10 medical doctors are fucked up. And so you talk about a lot of different things about, you know, making sure you if you, if you have a doctor – and he believes in all these, you know, if he believes in the, in the, in the, uh, the pharmaceuticals, the, the therapeutics, ivermectin, if they're open-minded, ivermectin and, and uh, monoclonal antibodies and all these treatments, that's the kind of doctor you want. If you're going to have a doctor who's just like vaccines, mass, vaccines, mass, no, no, no ivermectin, no treatment, stay at home if you're sick, and if you die, you die. If you end up on a ventilator, that's the way it goes. You don't want that kind of a doctor. So you really want to take the time to find out what kind of doctor you have and what kind of doctor you want before, this is very important, before you get to the, the situation where it's an emergency and then you're stuck with that doctor who's not going to treat you properly or treat you the way you want and you're paying them to treat you the way you want to be treated. So we, we talk, it was a great talk and it's always good to go to these things because it's always good to be with like-minded people. It's almost like entering like a normal, it's like a different planet here. I said, once again, if you're in Texas or in Florida and you go to these things, it's, it's not as extraordinary of an event <laughs> as it is here because you have many more normal people out in the open every day that you're dealing with. We're here in California, in San Francisco, the Bay Area, we're dealing with very sick people. We're not dealing with normal people. We're dealing with these branch, we're dealing with these branch COVIDians who don't want these mandates to ever end because they feel it, it, it makes them safer and healthier. Of course, it doesn't. So it's nice to go to these things when you're up here. And then you're in a room for a couple of hours with people who 
just like you and talk like you and think like you. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is just, it feels great. It's like you enter this normal zone for a while. Another thing the doctor talked about, which I agree with 100%, is the idea of evil and the way evil is taken over. And a lot of these things we, we can't explain why people are doing certain things, why certain things are happening. Sometimes it just comes down to they're evil people with evil ideas. And that's the case with people like I've talked to many times. We, it's amazing how much we think alike, all of us, on the right side of things. Fauci and Newsom and these sociopaths, and the doctor used the word sociopath. They're sociopaths. They're evil sociopaths. They're just evil. Like a guy like Anthony Fauci and his history is just doing evil to people. Evil on animals. Evil on people. Pushing evil drugs that make people sick and die and worse off. It's just an evil sociopathic person who cannot be talked to or reasoned with. And that's what we talked about also. He talked about certain people who you just cannot reason with. And the leaders who are imposing these restrictions on us, you cannot reason with. They're, they're evil, sociopathic people. And they know what they're doing is wrong, and they do it anyway. Like Gavin Newsom sending his kids to schools, private schools, where you don't have to wear a mask. He doesn't have to wear a mask. But, of course, you have to wear a mask, and your kids have to wear a mask. That's an evil person. He knows what he's doing is evil and wrong. That he's inflicting this on other people where him and his kids don't have to deal with this stuff. His family, his friends, his kids don't have to deal with it. That's an evil person. That person knows what they're doing is wrong. Their actions are wrong. But they do it anyway because they're evil sociopaths. And so the, the Newsoms, the Fauci's, the Trudeau's, the London Breeds, the, you know, we'll go through it all again, you know, Eric City. You can't, these are not to be reasoned with. There's no reason to appeal to them because they won't change because they are evil and they do evil and that's just what they're about. But then there are people, maybe friends and family and people who are kind of more open. They're not sociopaths. They've just been brainwashed and they're in this mass psychosis thing. But there's an opening. And as the doctor said, he was very optimistic. He thinks this is going to be a year of recovery. He thinks we're actually going to get through this this year. More and more people are awakening, like the truckers in Canada. Canada was so dormant, right? They were so submissive. They were so passive. They were so sheepish for two years. And now that's all gone out the window. As often happens when you oppress. When you oppress and you oppress and you oppress, usually you get this, you know, it's like the pressure cooker, boom, and it just busts open. And that's what's happening in Canada, and he thinks that's what's happening in a lot of places around the world. And we're starting to see people who are like, well, I got – he brought up a couple of examples. Well, I got a couple of – I got the, the two vaccines, and I got COVID anyway. And then I got COVID, and I recovered, like almost everyone does. And, uh, and now they want me to get a booster. So I had two vaccines. I had COVID. I recovered. And now I got to get a booster to work, go to school. I don't want to do this. Or people who got sick, people who got myocarditis – or some kind of heart issue, or were very sick after the first and second shot, then got COVID anyway, <laughs> recovered, they don't want to get it again, another booster. These people are starting to wake up and say, wait a minute, why am I doing this? What? This doesn't make any sense. As those people that you can really reach, those people that are, you know, 55, 60% over the wall, you can push them completely over because they're ready. So you really have to judge people, you know, uh, like I've I said all along, if people don't get it by now, and 80% of the people, 90% of the people, you probably can't change at this point. But there are those people who are starting to wake up. And some of them will wake up on their own, just like alcoholics often have to wake up on their own when they hit rock bottom. These people have to wake up on their own. Or, you know, if you can talk to them, and you can tell there's an opening there, that they're starting to think, maybe I've been fooled.
maybe I've been fooled and I'm human enough and, you know, my ego is strong enough where I can say, you know what, I was fooled, I can admit it, and I can change. You know, so that's it. It was a very interesting talk. It's a very interesting talk. I'll try to go to more of these. I'm really pissed that I missed, missed a couple of big ones. I missed, like, Scott Atlas a month ago. I missed some big, I missed Janine Pirro. I'd like to have seen her. You know, so there's a lot of people who, who Charlie Kirk, who came through and I've missed. Um, but there'll be more of these. And if, if, you know, they have these groups in a lot of places. And you should seek them out, if, especially if you're in a place like New York or California or Michigan or Illinois and you're stuck. You're in the Northeast, you're in New England, you're stuck in, this, in, this, in the liberal hellhole of the branch Covidians. Seek these things out because they, they, it's almost like therapy. It's either free or very cheap. This was like, you know, 20 buck tickets, big deal. Therapy. Uh, to be with people who, who think like you and you can talk about things and you feel a lot better. It really is, it really is therapeutic. Um, and I didn't mean to spend the first half of the show on that, but it was an interesting talk. And it was what I talk about a lot on this show, what I've talked about for the last two months since I started this podcast. Um, so I wanted to talk about that, but a, a really huge issue which is not being pushed, which everyone with a podcast who's on the right side of history should be talking about, is the fact that in the third quarter of 2021, deaths among 18 to 64-year-olds, all right, these are people who are the least at risk for COVID. These are not COVID deaths, by the way. They're not even COVID-labeled deaths. 40% higher than in the third quarter of 2020. So think about that. So what did we have in 2021 that we didn't have in 2020. Now, people are saying, well, a lot of these young people are committing suicide and drug overdoses, which is absolutely true. I've talked about that many times on the show. In a place like here in San Francisco, that those have gone up astronomically, drug overdoses and suicides among young people. But that's easy to separate out. Coroners know if someone died of a drug overdose or suicide. So that's easy to figure out. By the way, this number of 40% came from a life insurance company. Those are the ones, people who keep track of these things. And a red flag went up because the, one of the representatives from the life insurance company who was on Fox News said, if you have a 10% increase in deaths among that age group of 18 to 64, that's like a one in 200-year phenomenon. This is four times worse. 40% increase over the course of a year from 2020 to 2021. And we had, I mean, and 2020 was the heart of COVID. Think about that. So we had a lot of the deaths, we had a lot of the suicides and drug overdoses happening in 2020. But that 18 to 64 group, that 40% is in 2021, the third quarter of 2021. So it's obvious. Do I got to say it? Yes, I'll say it. It's the vaccines. We know that. The vaccines are killing people. The vaccines are, are not helping anybody and they're killing people. So this is something that, of course, the news media, now when the news media doesn't talk about this, you know it's the vaccines. Right? Because if it wasn't the vaccines, they'd be happy to expose it and get it out of the way and make us people who say it's vaccines look crazy. But they're not talking about it because they know it's vaccines. How could you not talk about Think about that. Unless it's a very nefarious reason such as, yes, you don't want to go – you don't want to – you don't want to chip away at big farmers' profits. You don't want to say anything negative about the vaccines. You want to tell the truth about the vaccines. 40% increase? Think about that if that happened at any other time in history. Not during COVID, not during a vaccine rollout. All of a sudden, 40% of 18 to 64, deaths among 18 to 64-year-olds went up 40% all of a sudden. You don't think this would be a huge story? But because it's the vaccines, it's no story. This should be talked about. 
I cannot believe. In fact, I'm going to investigate this more, and I'm going to have someone on, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, to talk about this. By the way, I want to promote this. Next week, I'm not going to tell you which day yet. It'll be later in the week. Uh, I'm going to have Ian Miller on the show, and I'm going to promote this every day for a week. Ian Miller, who wrote the book Unmasked, which you can buy on Amazon for 17 bucks. Uh, I believe it's in digital now, too. I got the paperback. It's a great book. It's about 200 pages. Ian, you know, has been, for the last two years, charting and graphing mask usage, places where there's little mask usage, places where there's 98% mask usage, places where there's no mask, places where there's mask mandates, optional masks, compiling all the data showing that masks have done nothing. In fact, in many places where there are no masks, they've done better. And this has been compiled over the last two years. He's done a great job. He's done a great job primarily on Twitter until he wrote the book of putting up his graphs and charts, three, four, five, six, seven graphs a day for almost two years since the mask started. So we're going to have him on the show uh, to talk about his book and to talk about masks and how shitty they've been how they've done nothing to stop the spread. Nothing to stop the spread of COVID. And have only done things like harm people, harm children who have to wear them in school eight hours a day, five days a week. Unmasked, Ian Miller. Buy it on Amazon. Maybe you can read some of it before he's on the show so you can be uh, more up to date with things. But yes, and maybe Ian will have some insight into this uh, you know, rise in deaths among Healthy people. Now, think about that. When you're talking about a 40% rise in deaths among 18 to 64, these are the working class people. These are the people who work, who keep the economy going, who go into the military. They become our soldiers. They become policemen. They become fire department. They become EMT. These are the working class. They are dying at a higher rate than ever. Okay? So think about what that does to our society. Think about what it does to the fabric of society. The working class, young, healthy, working class people dying. 40%. 40% over the year before. And no one is talking about this. This is what you, this is once again, this is why we talk, call these sociopathic evil people. Our politicians, our, our news media, these are sociopaths. They only care about themselves. They don't care about the greater good. They'll use terms like the greater good and helping mankind only to help themselves. In the end, it only helps their own egos. Okay? When they're calling you, remember, the people who call you selfish are the most selfish people. That's what it comes down to. They want to, they want to guilt you into thinking you're unselfish when they're unselfish. That is how a sociopath works. They guilt you into believing you're wrong, you're bad, when they're wrong and they're bad. So when you, just making the doctor's point today, Dr. McDonald's point, that when you hide something like that, when you hide a statistic like that, you are an evil person. You know the stat is there. You know it exists. I see it. Everyone sees it on television. Everyone sees the statistic. Everyone sees the facts. You can go on and Google it, yet they don't talk about it. They don't expose it. Because the last thing they can do with the two years is say, the vaccines killed people. I mean, it's bad enough they said the vaccines were going to stop the spread. It didn't. It's bad enough they said they stopped hospitalizations. They don't. It's bad enough they said they prevent deaths and, and severe cases. They don't. But then, 
I mean, when you when you take the when, when you say they actually have harmed people, it's one thing to say they've done no good, which is bad enough. It's horrible. It's awful. But then when you say they are harming people, they're hurting and killing people, that's a whole other level. That's a whole other level of, 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 uh, of culpability when it comes to criminality, when it comes to possible criminal prosecution. So they can never talk about it, and they won't, and they can never admit it, and they won't. They'll just say, oh, young people die of natural causes. Yeah, 40% more. Remember, 10% is a 1 in 200-year phenomenon. So this would be what? A 1 in 800-year phenomenon? Yeah, it's normal. It's nothing. Don't even think about it. Nothing to see here. See, these are the people that the doctor was saying we cannot plead with. We can't convince them to change. They don't want to change. They know what they are, and they like what they are, and they are what they are. So what we have to do is fight them, go through them, that's what we have to do. They, we must just fight them. And if it's a dirty fight, it's a dirty fight. If it's a clean fight, it's a clean fight. Any way you got to do it, any way we have to do it, we all have to do our part. I do this podcast. I do this podcast, okay? All right, after a year and a half of this shit, I said, I'm going to do this podcast. For now, that's what I'm doing. I might kick it up a few more notches eventually. But in November of last year, I said, I'm going to do this podcast, and I'm going to do it five freaking nights a week for a half hour every night, and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. We all have to do our part. The doctor brought this up. Some people have money. They give money to causes like the Canadian. Like I, I believe I heard someone gave like 200 grand or a quarter of a million dollars, one person. It was an amazing amount of money. People are giving money to the truckers. Some people, that's how they can do it. They give the money. All right. Most people can't give the money, certainly not big money. So they give their time. They volunteer somewhere. They go to marches. They go to rallies. They organize. They do petitions. Some people run for Congress. And some people do podcasts and some people have TV shows. Whatever we have to do, we all have to do this together. We all have to be in this together. Didn't they like saying that, the Branch Covidians? We're all in the – remember all those commercials? Especially at the beginning, like the first six months, eight months, we're all in this together. Then they'd have like that, that fuck, what's his name? That, the James Corbett dancing in the streets of Hollywood promoting the vaccines and promoting masks. And Jimmy Fallon promoting masks, doing his shtick lock. Right? We're all in this together. Well, we're all in this together. We are. Our side, too, you know. We have to, do, we have to fight and fight and fight. And sometimes it's not easy. One thing I wanted to talk about the doctor said is, is he said he's one of the few people, he goes into airports, he doesn't wear masks. He won't wear a mask. And over and over again, people will say, put your mask on, put your mask on. He'll go, thank you very much, walk away. Here's a mask. Okay, put it in his pocket, walk away. And this is annoying to him. Obviously, this is an annoying thing to have to deal with. To have to deal with people yelling at you, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, flight attendants or customer service people or you know, rent the cops or real cops or whatever, this is an annoying thing to have to deal with. But he says it's worth it. It's worth it. Yes, it's a strain. Yes, psychologically, mentally, physically, it's a strain to have to deal with this all the time. But he doesn't, he doesn't wear a mask. He won't do it. So we all do our parts. You know, we, we, all, we all do our part. We all do what we can do. And, uh, you know, we, we really need to. And even if, it's, even if it's educating people on a fact about these young people dying, tell people. There are a lot of people that don't know because they're not telling you on CNN. They're not telling you on MSNBC. And a lot of people don't take the five minutes to Google these things. 
They don't bother to take the time to Google these things. And no, of course the left likes to say, oh, it's only on Fox News. No, it's not only on Fox News. You can Google it. But most people won't take the time to do that. So tell them. Educate people of what's really going on. Educate people. And yes, the doctor mentioned what I have said on this show. That people simply, a lot of people just simply don't want to admit they've been duped. People don't want to admit. They're embarrassed to admit. It does something to their psyche, their ego, to admit they've been duped like this for two years. Into acting a certain way, like robotically, for two years. Or to believe, even like with these, with these uh, young people that are dying, that this could hurt you. That what you've put in your body, what they told you is good for you, could kill you. Now, two years from now, ten years from now. Who wants to believe that? Who wants to believe they have a ticking time bomb in their system? No one wants to even think about that, right? So, they just close their eyes, close their ears, live in their own reality. They live in their own reality, which is safe for them and makes them not have to feel bad. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, something else the doctor said, he's, like I said, he's a psychiatrist, and he said the idea of therapy and psychiatry is not to make people feel better, is to make people live in reality. And that's a great thing. These people just want to feel better. They don't want to live in reality. They don't want to live in the reality. They've been fooled. They don't want to live in the reality. There's, there's any chance at all that they can be hurt by this and harmed by this. So what they will do is they will continue to march in lockstep with vaccines are good, vaccines are good, masks are good. What they've been doing is right. What they've been doing works. Keep doing what they've been doing. And maybe one day, magically, it'll all go away. In the last five minutes, I want to talk about Fakakta Bay Area. So Gavin Newsom is going to end the mask mandate, state mask mandate, for the second time uh, on uh, February 15th. Uh, okay? But of course, all these counties, you know, all these counties, like L.A., San Francisco, they all, suck News- they, all, they all suck up to Newsom. They love Newsom, right? These liberal mayors... And these left-wing, these, these, these left-wing uh, commie health experts that run these cities, like Barbara Ferrara in, in Los Angeles and Grant Colfax here in San Francisco, <laughs> they, uh, they love Newsom, right? So when he, when he imposes a state mask mandate, they go, oh, we must follow him. Yet when he takes it down, they go, eh, maybe not. Maybe we won't follow him. Why not? Why are they following their great leader? Why all of a sudden are they not following the hair gel king that they love and trust so much? They think is a genius and doing everything perfectly right. You see, because they're full of shit. They don't want to give up control. It's all about control. And when there's a state mask mandate, it's a double control. But just because he's removing it doesn't mean they're going to remove it. And we've seen Barbara Ferrar in L.A. all of a sudden say... Oh, well, no, no, I'm not. We're going to keep this going. We can't do it. It's much too soon. I love these people say, too soon, too soon, too soon. These same people, these same lefty scumbags who yell at people after a tragic gun shooting, who say it's too soon to talk about gun reform. They always say, oh, when are you going to talk about it? You got to talk about it eventually, don't you? These same people are taking, it's too soon to take masks off. What's too soon? Two years? 20 years? 30 years? They're such hypocrites. They're such hypocrites. It's amazing. It's amazing how I'm able to point out the hypocrisy so easily because they're so easy to see through because they're such scumbag hypocrites. It's never too soon to talk about, to them, it's never too soon to talk about 
getting rid of the Second Amendment or gun control after a tragic shooting. But oh, it's way too soon, two years in, to get rid of mass. It's way too soon, two years in, to unmuzzle children who have a 0% chance of dying of COVID, basically. Way too soon. Way too soon. Anyway, so here in the Bay Area, each county's going to decide on their own. Eh, we'll see. This is what happens when liberals control your lives. This is what you get, people. When you elect liberal Democrats to control your lives, this is what you get. You didn't think they were going to be controlling your life, did you? You thought there'd be another politician, and four years, five years, eight years down the line, you could change to another one, but they're all the same. This is what happens when liberal Democrats control your life. Ah, we'll decide. One county will decide to drop it. Another county, which is two blocks away, will keep it. San Francisco and L.A. will probably keep it forever. Sacramento's going to drop it. Marin's going to drop it. They all can't come to one consensus. They all won't listen to the governor, who they supposedly love and adore so much. This is what you must remember in November. It rhymes. Here, I'm going to start seeing that online now. And you're going to have to remember that I started. Hashtag remember in November, right? I'm starting it right now, people. And this is proof, right? Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, I'm starting the hashtag, remember in November. So when you start seeing it down the line, when you see it six months from now everywhere, you know Mike and Chopoli on the And Let's Be Heard podcast started. Okay? I'm going on record. Hashtag, remember in November. Yes. Remember in November what these people have done to you. Remember in November that if you want your life to be controlled to have no control of your own life, to be told what to do on a daily basis, elect Democrats. If you want freedom, if you want to be able to control your own life, if you want control over your children's lives and education, vote Republican. It's a very easy, very easy, easy answer. Okay? I think, and that's another good ad that Democrats, that Republicans should run. Who do you want? People who control your life or people who let you you live freely? I think it's an easy choice. Anyway, that's been a very fast 30 minutes. We'll have much more to talk about tomorrow. But this has been in Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Atropoli. And as usual, thanks for listening.